Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to creative types about how they do their thing, how they keep it going. And today I have two guests, Mike Roma and Ashley Hillis. Uh, Mike is the writer and director of a new movie that's just come out called Dating My Mother, and Ashley produced the movie. Um, it's a small movie with a few recognizable faces in there, Kathy Jimmy and James Legros about a young gay man right out of college and uh he's back home living with his mother who is widowed and it's about both of them trying to get back into the world through online dating and uh mostly it's more about their relationship together it was i love i thought it was lovely i really enjoyed it um but before we get to the interview i want to get a plug in for dennisanyone.net when you go to that website you can see pictures that go with some of the podcasts you can email me you can join my newsletter and you can also donate to my virtual tip jar that helps me cover the expenses that come with doing the podcast, like parking in West Hollywood, for example. Um, also, I want to mention LifeCast by Dennis Hensley. That's my side business where I interview people about their lives and help them celebrate their milestones. Um, I've started a new part of it where uh, I'll go to somebody's house for a party and um, create a LifeCast, which is like a podcast file. Um, from their birthday party with different friends being interviewed and saying fun things. And uh, it's a really cool, cool thing. I love it. So if that sounds cool to you, check it out at getalifecast.com. And now without any further ado, here are Mike Roma and Ashley Hillis, uh, the folks behind the new movie Dating My Mother. Hey there, I'm coming to you from the West Hollywood apartment of Mike Roma. He's the writer director of the new movie Dating My Mother. And also in the house is the producer of the film, Ashley Hillis. Hi, guys. Hi. We have some tree branches being broken outside, but it, we kind of have a lull. You know what? It just adds atmosphere, I think. Yeah, it's super fun. I love it. It's on our toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too dissimilar from our shooting situation. Yeah, right? exactly. It's like every time you're ready to shoot, then here comes a leaf blower yeah. or something like that. It's all of that stuff that you don't even notice it until it's time to shoot, and then everything is... Is blowing up around you. Chaos. So, yeah, totally. Um, I really enjoyed your movie. I watched it last night. I Thank found you. it so well acted and well observed. And you know what? It kind of would be a good double feature, I thought, with Lady Bird. Because it's about a child's mm -hmm. uh, relationship with their mother. And not huge things don't happen. But mm -hmm. it's just like these this, this dynamic of this relationship. A, a bit of a coming of age kind of feeling. Um, have you heard that before? Has anyone else? Did, well, what did you think when you watched Lady Bird? Uh, my heart was just swooning the entire time. It's so good. And, and it starts very similarly. They're both in bed together, yeah. the mother and the daughter. So I was just like, oh my God, did they just go into my brain and, and right. steal and steal things? But it made you feel good. Yes, yeah, in yeah, a great yeah. way. Yeah, because oh, it doesn't feel like, oh, we did, they did it. And, yeah, it's totally no. different. But my well, favorite movie of last year, I think. Call Me By so, Your Name, a very, very close They're second. so good. And I think yeah. Lady Bird will... Be, will hold up really well. I think it's one of those movies that people will watch for years. I think so. Yeah. So, um, before we get into the story and stuff of the movie, how did you guys meet? We met through the USC connection. I think right. that Mike had, like, posted on a USC alum board or... Right. Like, yeah. And I saw it and... And we connected about the movie, essentially, right. when we first were talking and yeah. we grabbed coffee and yep. connected. He sent me the script, and... I read it, and we... Yeah. Right. And no, just we like clicked immediately. Right, but you didn't know each other from before. No. It was when no. you were embarking on this project. Yeah. How long ago would that have been when you started the ball rolling? Summer of 2016. Yeah. Okay. 
cool. The two years almost. Yeah. yeah. It's, now, crazy. Did you, it's like our friend anniversary. It is. It is. <laughs> did you go to UCLA, uh, USC as well? For grad actually? school, yeah. yeah. I okay. just finished um, the Peter Stark program at USC uh, when Mike reached out, and it was perfect. I love that. I always kind of wanted to go to film school. I always kind of have, I'm a little envious of people that have done it. Uh-huh. Uh, mostly because of the people you meet and that you develop your tribe and you sort of help each other as you embark on the way. At least that's what it seems like from the outside. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely my favorite aspect of going to film school is the network that I gain from it. Yeah, and sure. you, you, on this movie I'll help you with this and you'll do mine and like it feels like a like a great sort of uh, support system. Yeah, you're in. going into this business that can be very cutthroat with a good group of warriors yeah. behind you. Yeah, it's a good thing. So where did you get the inspiration for Dating My Mother? So it's autobiographical for sure. Right. I was living back home with my mom in Jersey trying to figure out what to do with my life. Right. And saw a lot of the humor in our situation, which was that she was starting to date again and I was pretty much floundering at the time. Right. Like, he actually really sure. uses that word, I'm floundering. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of a powerful moment because I, I think a lot of people know what it's like to flounder in their lives. Yeah. Um, like a Magikarp just splashing away if you get the Pokemon reference. <laughs> I do not. But, okay, great. Uh, Maybe someone else does. <laughs> of course. But yeah. So how long ago was it that you were living with your mom? So that was, I had just graduated in May of 2015. Okay. So it was that summer, and it was just, you know, a nice existential post-college moment. But I wanted to do something with this story that was a little bit different. So it's not so much just about being a post-grad, right. which is where the element of the mom comes in, and the parallels between her and her son, who are both coming of age in a very different way. Right. And they're both date, trying to date online or meet people online. Yeah. And there's this great scene where she seems to get something going, and he's like, it's not that easy. You got, you're going into this too fast. It can't be that good. Right. But it sort of felt born out of a ton of gay online dating disappointment. Right. Like, like you know, the, 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 she couldn't have gotten lucky this first time on the slot machine. I think that the generations uh, of these characters interact with these platforms very differently. If you look yeah. at my generation, we're very much about building a brand, about building an image, about swiping and looking for the perfect person in our expectations of what a perfect person is. Right. My mom's generation, the generation of the character Joan, are posting silly things on Facebook, commenting on every single post. Right. Really connecting, probably using the platforms more like they should actually be used, which right. is to engage and connect with people, whereas my generation is more into the image of it. And so I think that that's reflected in the character of Danny, who is saying, no, 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 it has to be harder because it's that hard for me. Right. It can't have gone that easy for you. Yeah. He resents it in a way. Yeah. He can't be, it can't be a legitimate connection that you got with this person. Imagine right your, the mom, your mom being a better dater yeah. than you. That's I know. terrifying. Luckily, <laughs> she would probably not gravitate toward Grindr and some, I of, don't these, think some so. of these apps. But yeah. I also love the way you, you depicted the online chats with guys where they would actually show up in the room. Yeah. And, but you, and you didn't do anything with like... Uh, camera grainy or like you you just like they're texting and then he's just like there in the bed with you or whatever in the next right. bed i thought that was really effective and also it was like so much of our interaction with other gay men at this point is in our phone right uh and so then the then the idea that oh my gosh they're in the room with you but they're not really yeah you know that i thought that was an interesting device talk about the decision to do it that way well, while I was writing it, I just, I didn't want to film a screen of a screen. Right. I have a screen of a screen projected for everyone to watch because that's not really engaging right. or interesting. And you can't not do that. That's how people connect today. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah if you weren't trying to meet people online, you'd be like, 
this, I don't believe this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? Like, he yeah. should just download the app. It's so easy. Right. And, and I think one thing that having these guys appear in real life conveys that maybe showing a screen wouldn't is this weird subtext and this weird transactional nature that sex tends to have, especially in the queer community. Right. In that, okay, we're just going to come meet, get off, and then part ways. Right. And I think having the person in the room really emphasizes that that's actually a very weird thing to do. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. not something you would say in person to someone who you didn't even know, right. but somehow with a screen you feel liberated. And it's the same in the straight community, too. Yeah. Like, you'd be shocked what sort of messages come through. Well, like, I was hanging out with a straight friend recently, and she's like, oh, yeah, I got dip, dick pics. Yeah. And, like, yeah. everybody gets dick pics. Yeah. I am not a fan of dick pics. <laughs> I don't. Know I don't think I want to see them. <laughs> I if I even if I'm into somebody, I don't think I want to open the present. No. If I don't want the catalog, I want a, the present to arrive. I yeah, don't know. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the online order versus yeah. Yeah. in reality. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like dick. I'm not a fan of the dick pic. I don't know one person who has said I love getting dick pics though. To be fair, right. Yeah, no. I, 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 well, I, I mean, yeah, there you go. I was, I was, no. I was giving you the to, to defend yeah. your. No, your, like uh, an unsolicited dick pic. That that just I don't know how that could seem like a good idea to anyone. I think that's the head. only way to start a conversation now. Frankly, it's just to send a dick pic. Yeah, but like, what's the what's the like female equivalent? Is like a vagina pic? Is that yeah. a thing? Pussy pic. Yeah. Clit pic. Yeah. Like yeah. No, I don't know. I just like the way it sounded. I've never yeah. ever um, taken a pic. photo. <laughs> <laughs> But you have a great scene in the movie where your protagonist, uh, what's the name of the character again? Danny. Danny. He's chatting with this sexy guy online, mm-hmm. and then the guy shows up in the room the way the way you decided to uh, depict this. And then he, the guy wants to see his butt and his dick and stuff. And so Danny sort of does it. And right. it's so absurd to watch him physically do it. It's so It feels a little degrading and embarrassing. Yeah. But that's what people do all the time online. Well, I think they're it like, is. I'm gonna just send the dick pic right away, or I don't know. It's it, the way your movie depicted it. It sort of underlined the absurdity of the way we connect now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's basically like flashing someone yeah. if you could have them right there, which is yeah. what the character does. And yeah. I just found that so fascinating because, like, <laughs> you know, you have to take a picture of yourself or whatever, and you have to find the right angle and your right lighting right. and all this stuff, which is another way to sort of going back to what I said earlier, convey a certain image right. or brand about yourself. And Danny's trying to look like he's excited to show him, and he's being a little teasing, but you also feel humiliated for him yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Because the other person can literally not respond at all. Right. Like, that could be the last... And then you're just sitting there with your pants down like an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a really uh, clever way to depict something that's going on now. Well, thank you. I remember being at a club recently. It was a friend's bachelor party, and we'd gone to dinner, and then we went to a club. And it was a lot of guys around my age that maybe don't go out that much. And we were dancing uh-huh. in a club, and a, a, one of my friends leaned over and said, It's like my phone exploded. Because there were actually people in the room. Oh, that's so funny you and know? sad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, people can, you can do this. You can connect right. in IRL, right? In real life. Anyway. I still feel like a lot of people, though, even when they go out, they're still on their phones. Of connecting course. more so than yeah. in person. It's Definitely. just the way it is. I don't know. And it's not that different in the straight community. No, not at all. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's such a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We're making sense of it as we go. Um, your actors are sensational. Talk yeah. to me about each one of them and how you got them and how you found them and, and how they came to the project. 
So I wrote the role of Lisa uh, with Kathy and Jimmy in mind, and she right. was the first one to sign on to the project, which I was love that. amazing. Was that a was a dream. Movie. That was so cool. And you yeah. were, you know, film school grad. Like, right. how did you get it to her and stuff like that? So, so I wrote her a letter along with this web series, a link to this web series, Danny right. the Manny, that I did yeah. the year before, and along with the script. Mm-hmm. And she just liked the project yeah. and liked the character and, and, and signed on. It was pretty simple. I was shocked about how simple it, it right. was. Which, and she has a she has one of those roles where she comes in and she she's funny, but she has other colors to play later in the script, which is really nice. Yeah, I wanted to give her <laughs> character more than just comedic beats to play. Right. Like, she definitely comes with that very um, blunt... Uh, well, you I see Kathy and the Jimmy, you're gonna, you know you're going to be Right, left, exactly. You know? But I wanted to give her character something... Uh, you know, some kind of payoff in the end. Right. So the Ashley Madison story was in the news as I was writing the script, right. and I thought it'd be interesting if her husband was going online to show that there is a little bit of an underbelly for her generation, too, right. when it comes to online dating and this connection. Because Jones is such a positive experience, right. I wanted to have another element that was maybe not so positive. Yeah. And um, the the actress that plays the mother, um, yeah, Catherine Ka- Irby. She's so good. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah, and she's so sweet. Like she's everyone was on the cast was incredible and well, such troopers. Like I don't know. I I just felt like you could appreciate them getting the opportunity to play these characters and do these kind of scenes. And I don't know. They, I felt like they they were like, oh, we're gonna make the most of this. I don't know. I just felt this feeling yeah. in their well, performances. Each, each one of them was really impressed with Mike's script. And yeah really just excited to to bite into something particularly women of a certain age there's more more now more now than there were in the past but there just aren't a ton of roles that have the complexity um like the ones that that mike had written so he did an excellent job tapping into that and making something they'd want to do yeah and the the actress the mother actress i mean she she's vulnerable she cries Mm -hmm. and she's just terrific yeah Yeah, again i'm obsessed with her the first time we how did you get it to her so, so the same thing that I had uh, sent a letter through our casting director as well as the script, and the letter described why I thought she was perfect for the role, and mm-hmm. I saw her in Mistress America, uh, no, oh, that right. movie, the, yeah. uh, speaking of Greta Gerwig, um, exactly. uh, the year before, and the character is very different, but I just saw something in Katie that I think she could bring to Joan. Right. So I expressed that in uh, the letter to her as well, and she signed on. Awesome! It was crazy. So all, all all my first choices were like, "Yep, on board." Did you meet <laughs> with them personally before they signed on? Did you like have coffee and? So no, no. I yeah. met I met Katie via Skype because I was on the West Coast and right. they're all based in New York. So the, our first Skype phone call, it was like honestly meeting someone like my mother. She was yeah. just so available and present and warm and generous and excited. Yeah. Uh, and it got me even more excited and inspired to do it. Yeah. She's so sweet. And then when they, the, when, when she and the, and the son fight and, and argue, it's really powerful. It's really like, oh, God. Yeah, I think, yeah. So, so Patrick and Katie connected um, in New York. Patrick had just moved to New York right before we started shooting. Which and he's, your, he's your leading man. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Riley. So we met at USC as well. Right. And did a few projects together at SC. And, then and he was in your web series over. as well. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm very lucky to have found him this early in my career. Because he's really good. He's like your muse. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's really good. Uh, so he and Katie uh, drove from New York to New Jersey where we were putting them up in an extended stay. And right. Patrick described Katie as just being so available and, like, ready to give. Right. And that made him also really ready to give. And I think that that's such a rare and beautiful thing to happen. Yeah. 
What was it that drew you to the project, Ashley? What was it about? Was it about the script? Or? Definitely about the script. I think, um, like you were speaking about the the dating app stuff that was happening in real life. I thought yeah. I hadn't seen that yet on screen, and I thought it was genius the way he had written it. And also, like Mike was saying, just that element of showing us the absurdity of these interactions we have with people we don't even know on dating apps, and right. how kind of how vulnerable you let yourself be you open yourself up and then the payoff like you said yeah. can be absolutely nothing <laughs> and I thought that you know that's something that I would love to explore more and I yeah. thought Mike had a really fresh take on it um, and then I think so many people can relate to it have you guys so ever been catfished either of you no I'm I've been catfished and I have I'm certain yeah, I yeah, have yeah. So, but so, what are your catfishing experiences? If you don't mind me, well, there, the no, there was, there are two different fellows that I met on Tinder, and and then they, um, they both had like different stories. One was a model that was in Norway, and uh-huh, like he had course. a little dog, and like, and I kind of went with it. And then he was like, oh, I, I, and then I could kind of tell it was getting fake when. He, his dog, they wouldn't let him go through customs in Norway. And I felt like the next thing he was going to ask for was money. Oh, yeah. he didn't. And I was like, I don't think you're real. Take a (laughs) picture, write hi Dennis on a picture, on a card, and hold it up to your face. And that was the last I heard of him. (laughs) Oh, nice. You know, but what surprised me is how I started to get into it. And it was like, I'm going to meet this person. Right. Like, I was a little embarrassed by, like, how excited I was about this possibility. Well, I think you have this, you project this image of perfection. And it happens, you know, even when you're dating someone, you have this idea in your mind of what you want. And you kind of, you imagine that person as that. Yeah. And so I think it's... It's not, it's a very human thing to go there. It's a very human thing to go there. Yeah, but I did it twice. Like... The, I'm surprised that the second one didn't echo the first one and ring bells more clearly. I, I'm, I'm surprised I got as far along was in the second one. Was he a Swedish one. model? No, he was an <laughs> interior decorator. Okay. But I think he was from South America, so he was swarthy and sexy. Yeah. And, you know. But, and he had, like, this, this... I think he somewhere in West L.A. they had an address or a name of a company that was sort of legit. So if you Googled it, you know. Oh. Yeah. And then there... Yeah, so then if you're on Tinder and then you find out their names, you can kind of go to Facebook and see if they're sort of right. there. And I think they do a good job of, like, creating a Facebook thing, too, because oh, they wow. know you're going to do that. And it's then once elaborate. That, yeah. And, but then once you're at Facebook, well, they're totally real. Look yeah, at this. Yeah, that's what I always yeah. do. No. That's why I say so I'm, sure. I'm sure I've been catfished. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. Yeah. who knows? Yeah. yeah. I didn't send money, though, so good. I'm proud of that. That's good. Yeah. yeah I love <laughs> it's crazy. I love the actor that played... Um, Danny's friend, Chris, the hot tub yeah, guy. Yeah, he's Michael so Rosen. good. Yeah, he's great. He's a Broadway actor. He's a little Keanu-y. Yeah, he is. He got a touch of the Keanu. Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, our yeah. casting director found him through an agency, and he he just submitted a um, uh, a self tape. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, wow, he's just got this really awesome energy that he's bringing to the character. Yeah, uh, and I met with him, and he totally got. And was sort of yeah. going through what the script was talking about, too. I found that a lot of the people that we cast had some kind of personal connection Like to they it, related to Which it. makes sense, of yeah. course, too. Like, you don't want to cast people that have no idea yeah. what the stories you're trying to talk about. And he's a dancer as well, right? Yes. He needs to be in, like, Step Up or, like, Center <laughs> I know, Stage. Shows, shows Colin Bates, the one who is in the bedroom scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. The guy that, um, um, he's he very yummy. That long hair, that kind of long he hair. Shaved it he shaved it. But, but he also still looks very yummy, very yeah, delicious. No worries. I like that long hair, though. <laughs> I, I know, love yeah. that. Um, wh- how long did it take you to shoot? How long were you 
doing it for? 16 Two days, days, right? Yeah. Okay. We actually scheduled 17, but we didn't need the last day. Wow. Yeah. What do you know? That's good producing. That's called good producing. That's called great producing. Yeah. Um, what uh, What were some of the things that went wrong? Because there's always like that day where you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> we look at each other knowingly. Was well, that- so speaking of the trees being destroyed in the front of my apartment right, right. now, uh, my so we shot at my mom's house, her yeah. townhouse, which was really great and special to do. It made us feel like a family. Right. The problem with that was that they were redoing all of the streets, like literally taking the pavement off the road to, I don't know what level that would be called, like the bedrock or whatever yeah. foundation, and then putting the pavement back on two different layers. Oh, that won't be a problem. I mean, no. Super easy, yeah. like <laughs> sound no quality. Who needs sound in a movie, honestly? Right. Yeah, who needs sound or like clear air to breathe or any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. so that was definitely like a scheduling nightmare. But right. I, uh, two split days, and did mm-hmm. we do, we didn't have to do an overnight, did we? Nope. We, we were considering two, it. We just did two split yeah. days. So, so we powered through it, and we tried to make it, scheduled to the best of our ability but that was definitely the biggest i don't even yeah. want to call it a hiccup because that sounds so easy right no, <laughs> how about nightmare that's a that's yeah. a word yeah, yeah that sounds so extreme yeah, yeah. no it was an it was an inconvenience <laughs> and we worked our way through it it had such a sense yeah. of place like this sort of condo this like nice there's greenery but it feels yeah. a little suburban and <laughs> yeah a uh, little um, sterile, like, community thing. And I can imagine being there and feeling like, oh, this is not... I'm a mover and a shaker. I need to be in a city. I need to be in Manhattan right. or New York or um, Los Angeles. Well, yeah. especially with the character of Danny. I mean, one thing that I wanted to tap into for the story was just being queer and sort of being this fully realized queer person and then returning to the suburb, which is, like, literally... I mean, this in this case, it's all identical. It's all yeah. townhouses that yeah. look exactly the same. Right. So to be this sort of rainbow fish... Yeah, in a, in a small pond. Like, how are you going to navigate that right. when you're super confident in your identity, but then you're coming back and getting triggered by all this input that you thought you had already got right. over? Yeah, and I like that the that nobody's issue with Danny was that he was gay. Like, nobody was like right. it wasn't the story of like I'm gay and somebody's going to find out and they're not going to like me anymore. Um, I like that we're in a different place in terms of queer storytelling. So. I do too. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, good. that was another thing that definitely drew me to it. Yeah, um, because. Yeah, I think that we're, we're over that yeah. phase. Yeah. It wouldn't be believable or relatable, I think, yeah. for most people. I and think maybe there, there's part of the country where definitely that's Yeah, the there's thing. room for more different kind of stories. Definitely. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I think it's, you know, there's going to be a diversity of experiences, especially in the queer community, because it's not like we're raised by fellow queers, whereas right. maybe, you know, other, other diverse communities are. But I'm sort of overseeing the story right. of people being vilified for being gay. Yeah. Like, we can do better. We can like, do more. There are yeah. more interesting things to a character. That's definitely an aspect to not only their sexuality, but also how they present and everything else. But then that can put you in different scenarios, too. Like, for Danny, he's such a sarcastic shit. Right. Maybe that's because he's gay a little bit. Like, yeah. he's got a little bit of that defense mechanism. But that takes it into a whole different place than just a gay story. Right. Yeah. But he's not worried that what the neighbors are going to think. He's got his merce. He's, right. he's oh, yeah. absolutely himself. Yeah. Um, what did your real mother think of the movie? And having <laughs> it shoot in the house and being yeah. about that story and so, all that. So she loved the whole experience of oh, it. Yeah. Like, was she stressed? Of yeah. course. But who isn't when there yeah. are like 20 people in your house every day? <laughs> yeah, we should mention that part of the crew was actually living in the house yeah. while we were shooting yeah. there too. So I, my bedroom was also my production office. Right. 
And we were all there all the time. But Kitty was incredible. She yeah. was such a trooper. Yeah, Cabin Fever comes to mind for sure. <laughs> yeah. But so we premiered at Frameline last year at the Castro Theater, which was an amazing Oh my god, that's amazing. the best place. It really, it was really so, is. It's magical. And she, she told me later, because then she saw it again when it uh, screened in New York at New Fest. Right. That the first time she watched it, she was so nervous for me that she couldn't really even watch the movie. So she was like, oh, I actually was able to experience it this time. I loved it. It was so fun. All this stuff. Which she did a great job of hiding the fact that she was just like, I guess, a pit of nerves the first time for me. But that's, you know, a mom's love, right? As as they also, they feel everything that their their child feels. I love that. Now, is she, she, in the the movie, the father passed away. Is she your uh, your sole parent now? Or is that different? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was part of the same story. Yeah, that's an yeah. element that I thought would bring a poignancy to the story as well. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I debated, you know, exactly what we would do with that storyline and if we wanted to delve into it too much, but I just thought enough I think, information. I like the way you played it. Like, we kind of know that it was something, you know, we, we don't need to know the whole story. Right, that of, would... But it adds a level of, like, these people are trying to move on with their lives after, after it, something it, really it, difficult. Exactly, and that's why they're so <laughs> close. It's not just, you know, this weird, like, edible game or something, you know? Right. It's... There's a there's a trauma that brought them together yeah. that's going to keep them together regardless of if they start seeing other people. Right. Was there something about the script that your mother read and was like, oh wow, that's really oh that's really it feels like it just came right from our conversations or was there any element where she felt vulnerable around it or exposed or was like, oh wow, you just put that right in the script? She hasn't brought anything up to me about that, but that's, that's definitely a question worth asking her. Right. Um, I'm very fortunate in that, like, she's supportive of anything that I do. Um, And I, you know, we talked about, like, oh, how funny that I'm doing a a movie about you, but it's not like we got into this is true, this is false, this is weird, or whatever. It's not like I gave her the script and was like, is this cool if I tell this story? Right. We did have that conversation in a different way, though. Right. But, yeah, there wasn't anything It wasn't like she wasn't going through with a red pan and going, no, that's too close to home. Right, yeah, which I really appreciate as an artist. That's cool. I bet she thought it was fun. I think when you're making something, people like to be a part of something. Yeah. It's exciting, and it makes... I don't know. I've noticed that in my own life. People like to be involved in something creative or... If you're going to take the leap that they're happy to sort of... It's invigorating. Yeah. I mean, that's why shooting in New Jersey was so fun. Like, every... All my family friends growing up were, like, so on board with helping. Right. Whether it was, like, helping us grab food or or letting us film the grad party at their practical mansion. You right. know, like, it, I really felt supported throughout the whole process. And it really brought me... It connected me with my hometown in a way that I haven't felt in a long time, which that's is really That's pretty nice. cool. It's yeah. funny because... You're writing about not feeling connected to that place, but making right. a movie about that makes you feel connected to that place. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and having a story about your your relationship with your mom and having to really explore that makes you appreciate it more, too. Yeah. So it's really fascinating. I mean, definitely the movie is an exaggerated version of, of my life, but then there's also the element of um, truth to it, too. Yeah. Um, how did you raise the money? Was it a crowdfunding thing or? So we, through family friends, basically. So we didn't have to really crowdfund, which was really nice. So we, we pulled our resources. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the whole process for both of you? Like what was the, what was the day where you're like, this is the best? I mean, honestly, like, every day, every day felt like yeah. that, truly. One thing that comes to mind, honestly, and it's early on, because once you're in the thick of things, I think it's sort of hard to pull back and be like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. Having Katie and Patrick read the script out loud 
uh, for the first time, and I just he heard it come to life, and they brought so much subtext to every line, just made me very excited to that you're like, like I've got, I'm on day. something. There's something yeah, here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, premiering at the Castro, of course, was just like a nice way to be like, oh my gosh, like that that this part of the journey because post production can really be all the self doubt and all the you know yeah. worries that come with it. So to have it premiere at that theater with that audience it was just, it packed well, and were they super it, into it, it? it yeah it was so cool amazing yeah what was the q a like oh i loved it yeah, yeah. it was great i was i like honestly i can't even say i feel like when you're premiering something it was so like such an out-of-body experience yeah. so it's really hard to yeah. say like, i don't even remember like what yeah yeah said. but i just remember loving it but i can't be yeah. like uh oh this specific moment or, yeah, or whatever yeah. but um yeah, it was great. That's cool. Was that your favorite festival experience, San Francisco? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's easy to yeah. say. Yeah. Did you guys do Outfest? We did it. We did yeah. New Fest in New York. That's cool. Yeah. I yeah. should have shown here. I would have loved to see it on the big screen. But uh, I know, yeah. You also got James LeGrow in it. <laughs> yeah. So I listened to, while it, when I was writing, I uh, was listening to the podcast, The Moment, with Brian Koppelman, and mm -hmm. he had James on, and James was talking about how much he likes working with first-time feature directors. Oh, cool. And I was like, oh my god. Like, There's your opening I paragraph. I have a part for him. <laughs> right. Like, that's so great. And also, like, I knew him mostly actually through Girls, uh, right. and loved him in that, and then saw, like, Drugstore Cowboy and all these other things that he's yeah. been in, and I was like, he could totally bring a really interesting element to this. Chester character. Right. That he, and especially... Who the, who the mother ends up dating. Yes. And especially since, like, in the movie he has, like, a huge beard, which he was actually growing for another role. Right. But I really actually wound up liking that he wasn't this, like, perfect... Yeah, like, he's kind of hippy-dippy. Yeah, and I like that. I think it's interesting to have her not go with, like, a Steve Martin type yeah, character. Yeah, with a safe... Yeah, choice. exactly. Yeah. yeah. They had good chemistry, though. You felt like they were fun together. Oh, were, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Katie yeah. before, like, she was like, I'm so excited for James to come. Yeah. I was like, how much is you? How much is the character? I don't know. I love it. Let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Given that you filmed in your mom's place, are there any little personal things that are so, oh, we got to put that in the movie, that, that like, mean a lot to you that, that are in there? Oh, I mean... Pictures of me as a child. Yeah. Um, a chain that my uh, mom wears that uh, is St. Robert, which is my dad's name. Katie right. wears it in the movie throughout. It was just oh, a nice lovely. little like, homage That's to, so to him. And my mom really, uh, really loved that, too. That's so cool. Yeah. So definitely, like, little... And the production design, yeah. too. We were sort of just like, well, let's dig through the closet. What do we got? I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Have you shown the movie back there to, like, the people that worked on it and helped and stuff? Yeah. So, well, since it's... Based uh, in New Jersey, everyone's there. When we premiered at New York for New Fest, a lot of the people from the casting crew and family friends came to the screening, which was really fun. That was like bringing it home. Where are they doing New Fest now? What is it still by Lincoln Center? Where do they show the movies? Oh my gosh! Honestly, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I can't okay, remember. That's cool. No worries. But it was great. Oh, yeah. so fun! Yeah. What do you guys want to do next? <laughs> I'm working on a documentary at the moment, um, and also I've made a short film that I wrote and directed. Congrats, that's a big Thank deal. You. Yeah, it'll yeah. have its West Coast premiere um, at Dances with Films. Oh, cool. On June 12th at 5 p.m. There you go. It's called The Shiva List. The Shiva List. Mm -hmm. Plug, plug, plug. Oh, what's it about? It's about two sisters um, who don't get along, but have to come together in the wake of their mother's passing to make these special cookies for her Shiva service. I love it. I love it. It's rich. It's, it's fun. On theme and familial. Have you seen I it? Love. Yeah, 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 I yeah. love it. I'm going to go to the premiere too, yeah. though. Don't worry. Now, you also <laughs> edit 
um, you work as an editor. Yeah, so my, so my day job is as an editor, which I started doing, honestly, out of necessity for my own projects, because I could never right. afford one. But it's right. an art form that I really like, and it only makes me a stronger writer and yeah. director. Are you more Final Cut Pro or Avid? Premiere, actually. Premiere, that's the, yeah, oh, okay. that's the, the third the thing. Yeah, but, but yeah. at USC, I did learn <clears throat> Avid as well, but yeah. I haven't used it, honestly, since college. Who were the coolest Hollywood people that came by USC when you guys were studying? Would you guys have guest speakers and stuff? So yeah. many. Yeah. So many. Who's really memorable? Uh, I know John August. I oh, met yeah. him. He's great. I love his podcast. He did the same program as I did. He was a oh, star yeah. also. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they did this really cool um, uh, ARG game, uh, alternate reality game, yeah. um, my freshman year, where you got cards, and basically through the cards you had to make short films. And you got points by making, if you, like, the cards were each worth a certain amount of points. And once you, if you're a winner of the week, you got a reward. And my reward was to go to the Natural History Museum with John August and a few of my filmmaker friends. And we went to different exhibits and said, like, or asked the question, how will we make a movie in here? What's the story in this place my god that's amazing yeah yeah so the game was was it something that john came up with because he does that kind of thing yeah Yeah. so that was something that i think it was a grad grad student at the school if i'm not mistaken who partnered up with this class 499 that we had to take um to get this game going it was the best way to begin my freshman year because everyone was so excited to be in right and it it gives you enough to go on that you're not just like what do i want to do like right it's so cool do you remember so how did it work you would take a you would draw cards so the thing is the cards would be hidden around the school so there would be like little you're you're running around the school too yeah sorry my voice is really bad and and then and then there wound up being the gaming office and then and then our faces would be on cards sometimes so if you collaborate with this person person like once it was so so cool that's really cool yeah it I was, love it. yeah it was the best way to start i'm still working with people that i worked <clears throat> with during that semester right because it kind of threw you guys together yeah exactly all right you guys pick some questions from the observation deck who's the most famous or memorable person you've been in an elevator with <laughs> I ashley i think you pick yeah. that one so yeah. i i was in the elevator with michael shannon the on, actor. The actor, Michael Shannon. That's on, cool. On the day that he had just done the sorority letter. The, I've the heard viral. of that. Remind me what Red that viral. was. So it's um, a sorority sister. She had written this letter to all of her underlings, basically, or all of the pledges. I'm not sure what you call them. I think pledges, right? Sure, yeah. No, they, they say underlings. I'm kidding. <laughs> she treated them like underlings. She's basically dreaming <clears throat> them for not acting appropriately and for not you know dressing cute enough at pledge parties and for bringing guys from other fraternities to mixers with a different fraternity and... Uh, for Funny or Die, Michael Shannon read the letter totally deadpan, very serious, in a darkly lit, um, like, living room sort of space. And it is one of the most entertaining things. You should go check it out. And so he was in this elevator. It was right after the premiere of Iceman, which he was in with Winona Ryder. I'd gone to the premiere and then the after party, and we were leaving, and he was in the elevator with me, and I could not contain myself. I just turned to him and told him that I thought... The sorority letter reading was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. And then immediately after I said that, everyone else in the elevator, you know, chimed in and agreed. And yeah, you were able to break the ice. Exactly. And how did he react? He was so gracious about it. And, like, he, he hadn't even seen it yet So because he, he had been doing press for Iceman. And he didn't know how it had turned out. So he just said he was really glad it turned out. Oh, okay. that's he amazing. He didn't really know, you know how it would look or anything. But, um, yeah. It was I great. love that. 
Okay, what's the craziest thing you've done in pursuit of a crush? Did oh, you pick that one? Man, I think right. I think that's an Ashley question. I feel or did like you pick that one? The, she's got the crazy stories. I rigged a secret Santa so that I would have my crush. That's so good. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. I'm stealing that for sure. You should do it. I called it um, Secret Snowflake, though, so it was non-denominational. But yeah. Oh, nice. It was a very elaborate scheme. I not only rigged the the Secret Santa thing, but I came up with the idea to do the Secret Santa thing in the first place. And it was a guy I was working with who I had a crush on. And so I rigged it and, uh, yeah, pulled his name so that I could give him gifts. And through the <laughs> process, I even created a fake email address so I could use that email address to send him questions to get to know him better, to know, you know, in theory, what gifts to give him, but also because I had a huge crush on him. Um, How old were you? <clears throat> I was right out of undergrad. Okay. And he was much older. He was like nine years older than me. And did it work? Yeah. Um, not in, initially. It just worked to make us friends, and then um, it developed into something later. Good job. That's amazing. <laughs> Your it woman works. Really knows what she wants. I love it. That's also a good short film. The kind of the oh yeah, something could it, be, it could yeah. go in something. And he's actually an actor, <clears throat> so he Ooh. can play himself. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you ever, ever written a fan letter or email? I have oh, like, oh, mine. Yeah. You'll have to cut I, these, I, right? Yeah, no, no, no. We, we will mix them up differently. Okay. But um, tell us about it. Um, I think it was in fourth grade, I believe, and I had done a report on HIV and AIDS. And it was really, you know, this was the early 90s. And it was just when people were learning what that was. At the time, people still thought that if you went to a swimming pool with someone with AIDS, you could maybe catch it. Or if you hugged someone. And that really upset me because I knew that wasn't the facts. So I wanted to do a report about it. And while I was doing the report, I sent a <laughs> right. letter to Magic Johnson, um, who had just publicly um, confirmed that he was HIV positive. And he wrote back, or probably someone from his <clears throat> camp wrote back, a really thoughtful letter. And I still have it. What did it say? What kind of stuff did it say? Or just thank you for... Yeah, I think, yeah, he just, he said... Because in my letter, I wrote, I wrote to him and I said that I was doing this report and... Um, my goal with the report was to teach all of my classmates that it was okay to be, that it was okay to hug or even kiss someone who had AIDS. You wouldn't get it or HIV. Um, and that it must've been difficult for him or must be difficult for him now because he had so many people close to him. And once he announced that he was HIV positive, people must've distanced themselves and that I just felt that that must've been a really difficult yeah. thing for him to go through. Yeah. And I imagine that not many people had said that to him because he was, I mean, he's Magic Johnson. Right. Um, and so when he wrote back, he, he was just expressing gratitude for, A, my, um, you know, my thoughtful words, and then also really grateful that I was spreading the word about HIV and AIDS and how um, dispelling myths. That's awesome. Basically. How did you do on the report? Did you get a good grade? Oh, yeah. You kind of crushed totally, it. Totally. You kind of crushed it. Totally. He, did you get, was the return letter from him part of the story or was that after the fact i think when i gave my oral report i mentioned it and yeah. i think i brought it in oh yeah you're gonna show that letter oh yeah i was yeah. proud of that oh yeah yeah, yeah that's an a plus yeah. right there yeah actually no sorry it came later like <laughs> right. the letter response came later but i think that i brought in the letter i'd written to him uh -huh. and i told the class and then months later when i got the response from magic Johnson, oh that's a nice payoff that's cool and he's still with us like is, i remember when that great. i know i remember when that happened i was on a cruise ship working i think in alaska and the, the, the buzz was this news had broken mm. and everyone was trying to process it and everything and 
he's still with us and he's doing all kinds of things and he owns theaters and everything else. So, yeah. Okay, this is another question one of you picked. What movie did you see when you were way too young to see it? <laughs> Mine is American Pie 2 and right. not another teen movie, which are those two like right. R-rated uh, campy things with lots of boobies. Lots of boobies. And I think I wanted to say, want to say I was in like second grade when I saw uh, American Pie 2 and it was the scene of the two women kissing, which was apparently so hot, but like I didn't think so at the time, right. but I was just like... And I still probably wouldn't think so, honestly. But I was just totally floored that that was happening. And then did you see it in the theater or on video? No, that was for sure VHS blockbuster. Yeah. R.I.P. It was a block. Oh, I know R.I.P. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know where blockbuster is still open and still popular? I heard a lot of one in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on a like CBS Sunday Morning or whatever. That's anyway. so cool. Yeah. It's it's like a social hub up there. Right, I would imagine. It was a social hub. Remember that you go and you spend more time picking out the movie at yeah. Blockbuster than actually watching the movie? Well, now it's the same thing with Netflix, except now I just close my laptop and I'm like, fuck it, I'm not going to watch anything, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But yeah. What's your most memorable Halloween costume? Last year, I was a handmaid from The Handmaid's Tale. I and love Elizabeth it. Moss liked my Instagram. That's amazing. The best thing ever. How, wow. <laughs> she probably just went on the hashtag the day after and was just liking all the handmade yeah, yeah, costumes, yeah. but I had like eight inch heels and like yeah. the sluttiest handmade costume. So you were, you could you ever were have. sexy handmade. Yeah, exactly. Just to so really, nice. nothing is precious anymore, nothing yeah. is sacred. Right. Slutty handmade. How, how do you do slutty, slutty handmade? Because the, does the robe open? It's just straight up lingerie. Oh, Red okay. lingerie with a habit. I got heels. you. Oh, so you don't have the big cloaky thing. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how this mama does it. No, I love it. That's awesome. Okay, who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Oh, mine is so basic, but Zac Efron, for sure. High School Musical movies followed by much. him. Well, now he's no. Now I think he's way too much. He's just like a like a he's a muscle. Like he's yeah. not even a person anymore. Yeah. Um, which is like so mean to say, but it's true. Well, and I think he should just lay off whatever whatever stuff it. he's doing. Yeah, you know? but like post high school musical Zac Efron when he had, when he started getting a little lean and muscular. Yeah, mm, the best. It's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. have a celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, um, but it was from uh, Can't Buy Me Love, so it was yeah. very early. Was that late eighties, early nineties? Yeah, I think it was so late eighties. I, I actually movie. wasn't a teenager yet, so this was like a very young crush. Sure. But I've always been drawn to the kind of nerdy, yeah, um, nerdy, nerdy but extremely conventionally attractive man. Yeah, and he also <laughs> he aged really well too. That Patrick Dempsey, uh-huh. like he did, a he fine, still fine looks, wine. Still looks good. What about Zach Efron and uh, Greatest Showman? Rewrite the stars. I never, swinging around the world. I have to say, I haven't seen Greatest okay. Showman yet. It's um. Not conventionally good. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, cried, I cried throughout because it was just so beautiful. Yeah. And the songs and the people. Songs are really good. And it also feels like a trailer of itself as you're watching oh, it. Oh, wow. But I saw it twice and enjoyed it. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it was a smash this year, yeah. right? It made so much money. Yeah. Sleeper hit. Yeah. All right. What movie have you seen more than any other movie? Probably Devil Wears Prada at this point. Interesting. I feel like, or Mean Girls. I watch those two all the time. Right. I, Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep, every line in that movie. Can you do the is. whole Cerulean monologue by heart? I'm not that gay. Uh, <laughs> but I'm working on it. Right. I'm working on it. <clears throat> yeah. That movie is really good. It's so it's better good. than we appreciated at the time. I mean, people liked it at the time. Yeah. But it's kind of evolved. It, it, it's... 
it's like raised its sort of um, the way we think of it. I think yeah. it's kind of like a, a classic comedy. Definitely. Oh, it's yeah. one of my favorite movies ever, for yeah. sure. And yeah. and it's the thing that it's on. If it's on TV, I'll stop and watch it, even if it's for like oh, 15, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, it it hooks me. I agree. Mine is definitely Little Miss Sunshine. Nice. I love that movie, and whenever I'm feeling kind of blocked or creatively uninspired. I watch it and it just makes me feel good. Again, it's like about kind of a misfit outcast yeah. that finds her way. It's got some indie cred. It's yeah. awesome. And it's a dysfunctional family situation, yeah. which really always speaks to me. I love it. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite bad movie? Mine is Xanadu, which I saw for the first time this year on a rooftop screening. Where was and that? And how did I miss it? It was just, it was at my friend's apartment. Okay. He, so he does that every summer. Oh my gosh. Screenings. Because I have friends that were like this little Xanadu club. Oh, and nice. And we go see it whenever it's showing. But you're a whole different generation. Right. So the fact that you have embraced the Xanadu gives me hope for the future. Yeah. 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 No, I'm uh, very inspiring for sure. Um, <laughs> the record company scenes yeah. get worse every time I see it. They're so weird. And yet, when Olivia sings and she got that glow around her, I I can't get enough. It's mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah suspended in time, one take. I mean, she's truly phenomenal. I like as a culture, I think we did such a disservice to her because yeah. I feel like she didn't have that yeah. many hits after Grace, even right? Yeah, no, yeah. she hit records. But, well, Physical. no, 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 no. I, I mean, movies, movies as a movie yes. star. Yeah, she sort of stepped away from it. Yeah. Um, do you know who Juliana Hatfield is, an indie artist? Mm-hmm. She has a new Olivia Newton-John cover album out. Ooh. So it's kind of got this this like indie vibe, but it's like Xanadu and magic. Interesting. And, yeah. If you're an Olivia fan, check it out. But yeah. But you embraced that like as a bad movie just having seen it this year. Yeah. Listen, you really took it into your heart is my point. Yeah, exactly. Like it jumped to the top of the list. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I also have to say, like, I don't really watch or I don't intentionally watch a lot of bad movies but when yeah. it comes to like what I would consider like a queer cla- classic or super campy stuff yeah I'm, like your mom dearest yeah you're yes. there yeah for yeah. all of it do you have a favorite bad movie Ashley I can't think of one that's all right no worries no a lady with great taste that's yeah, right yeah I mean my taste is impeccable clearly yeah yes. Yes. I picked Mike yeah so there you go <laughs> Mike picked me I'm not we sure. right yeah, on yeah, each yeah, other yeah, yeah. what yeah. do you guys what was it that bonded you initially like what do you how do you see eye to eye that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I like. It's one of those things you just—it's an indescribable right. thing. But you felt it right away. Absolutely, when you yeah. immediately. And then it was reinforced when we went to meet with our casting director for the first time, um, Doug Haley. He just kept saying, "He was like, you guys have a great chemistry together. You seem to really click. Like, I think that we complement one another really well." Um, <clears throat> he kept asking us how long we've been working yeah. together. Yeah. He had a feeling that you guys might have had a longer history. Yeah. Everyone cool. says that, yeah. yeah. Which oh, is yeah. great. It is great. I remember yeah. that, yeah. You yeah. know, when you just find the right person. I know. <laughs> if only I could find a street version of Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you guys both single now? What's going on? I'm single. Yes, yeah, swiping yeah. away. There you go. You're swiping away. Yeah. <laughs> getting triggered. I know. Like, like, people are going to get carpal tunnel from the swiping. <laughs> totally. Between yeah. that, texting and Game Boy, I'm done. You're done? Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a lot. I was, as a kid growing up, I was just on Game Boy all the time, I right. feel. So my thumbs are either the strongest things or they're slowly falling off. Right. I love that. Where would you like to go in terms of the business? Do you want to write and direct? Do you want to write and direct as well? You are writing and directing. I'm writing and but... directing, but I also love producing. Yeah. And so you're just in a, all yeah. of it. 
So tell people how they can see this movie, because it's just launched on uh, different platforms. Yeah, so, so the easiest way to get all the platforms is to go to datingmymother.com, and we have yeah. links there. Uh, the biggest ones, iTunes, Amazon, mm-hmm. and YouTube. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, final question. Why do you guys make movies? Oh, I make movies to... Uh, to me, it's almost like therapy. And I think being really personal and specific makes it universal and makes other people connect. So therapy for me is a way to connect with others. I love that. I think that's beautiful. I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. No. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I make them because it's the only thing I really truly want to do. I tried other fields. Um, I worked in law for a while and in finance. And when I found film, it just clicked and... It's the one thing that I will wake up at the crack of dawn to do and I will stay up all night on set and I will just be invigorated and excited about it um, nonstop. It just hasn't hasn't waned yet and I've been doing it for almost a decade and I'm still just as excited. You're still in love with it. So in love with it. Um, I do think of this one, sometimes I'm watching a really beautiful movie and I'm like, oh, that's so delicate and beautiful and perfect. And then I think of the physical production behind it and how hard it is mm-hmm. and then the equipment and how physical and grueling and yeah. exhausting. It's this. It's it's not like a beautiful painting where, mm-hmm. you know, you know that there was so much sweat behind the scenes mm-hmm. and hardware and trucks and, like, physical, the, the physical uh, effort of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes that I think about that and it's like, wow, it's two different sides of a a different kind of effort, you know? Yeah, I, I think even of the glamour of the red carpet versus right. the right. sneakers of set. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and all of it. And the, and the, and the sweat and the outfits and the... And the crafty that the, you're just gobbling down. The team story. So what was your favorite thing at the crafty? I feel like uh, red I, vines are always, uh, or M&Ms are always We tried little... to have a really healthy crafty. That was really? like a goal of mine to try. Yeah, and I, I got donations from, like, Kind Bar donated a bunch of That's bars. cool. I Justin's. saw that. Thank you. In yeah. Your thing. Yeah. Justin's yeah. sent us a bunch of Oh, my God. Butters. The almond butter. Mm, that was the best hazelnut almond butter. So that was totally oh, cookies? What are we talking? Or just the butter? Oh, no, just the butter. And then, butter and then you could spread it on. Like a bagel or You something? could do a bagel. You could do banana. Wow. You could do cookies. You could make it healthy-ish yeah, yeah. or terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I always say it's the last question. It's not the last question. Tell us a little more about the, the web series that you did because I didn't get a chance to check oh, it out. It's but it's up so there, right? Good. So it's yeah. up there. Uh, Danny the Manny. It's the same actor, right? Same actor, Patrick Riley, and he discovers that the little boy he's watching is a babysitter and the little boy he's watching is a cross-dress. Oh, okay. So it's all about how we raise kids now that gender identity and expression are right. a little bit more amorphous than they were in the past. Right. They're even doing it on Roseanne now. I know, character. which I saw and I was kind of like, don't do it well because I want to do it myself yeah. again. You want to do it yourself again. So I'm right now I'm taking that to Series Fest next month. Oh, uh, cool. In the pilot competition. So we nice. cut the web series together as a 30-minute pilot. Nice. And hopefully we'll get some traction from that because I would love to make that into a proper show. I but think there's a lot so of story good. there. But a lot so of people good. saw it. Right? You got yes. some nice acclaim and yeah. stuff like that. That's yeah, cool. very lucky too. That, like, I was so surprised because right. I just decided, I was just like, I'm going to make this thing and the trailer blew up. It has like hundreds of thousands of views. That's so cool. And people just discovered it. That's amazing. It yeah. probably speaks to a lot of people out there. These kids are in that, in that space. I think, and also for the queer people who <clears throat> have experienced that in the past too. Right. Yeah. Is that something you related to from your background? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I was always wearing my sister's things growing up and yeah. experimenting with my mom's right. heels and makeup and 
bras even and there you wedding go. veil. Was it a big deal? It was it was all good? When I was younger? Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't, it's hard to say because as a kid, like, I don't remember being reprimanded for it or anything. Right. I think, I think my mom found a lot of humor in it. I think my dad and his dad were a little bit weary of it because yeah. of what a man should do, but also right. the playground rules yeah. of not getting bullied it's and like all that stuff too. Do so, that with Roseanne with yeah, John exactly. Goodman's character. Yeah. Exactly. So I know that I stopped after kindergarten and I think, and I knew that it was different knew, and yeah. weird, but I, I, I don't I, remember. Not, I, I don't know why, but I know this is not a good way to go. Yeah. And I, and I was never sat down and told yeah. like, you can't do this. So that right. I really appreciate looking back, but I right. still got the message in other ways from society. I was thinking about this thing the other day. I was playing around with some friends, and I was going to use pool balls to give myself boobs. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like this big um, longing that I had. It's just like, we're goofing around, and it's not like a funny thing to do. And I kind of tossed one up kind of in front of my face, and I chipped a tooth. <gasps> and I really remember this feeling of I'm being punished for that yeah, impulse. Uh... And it wasn't, like, it wasn't like this big impulse for me, but it was a momentary thing. Huh. And I remember chipping my tooth and feeling like, Oh, I shouldn't be. I should have been going in that direction, and um, now I have a chipped tooth because of it. That's insane. Wow, and I know. Sad. There's my short film. Yeah, yeah that's that right. actually is perfect. Yeah. short film. Yeah. I know, right? Let it me was... know if you want to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a random thing. Um, okay, well, thank you for so much for uh, for doing the interview, and thank I really you. enjoyed your movie. Everyone should check it out, and I uh, hope you guys get to make lots of more movies. Yeah. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much. Bye. Bye. Ciao. All right, thanks again to Mike and Ashley. Check out Dating My Mother. It's really worth a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so this happened. My friend Jeffrey invited me to go to a Q&A with the documentarian Vim Vendors. Even though it's spelled with a W, you say it like a V. Um, but uh, he's, he's had an incredible career and made all kinds of amazing documentaries and narrative films. But um, he was there to sort of... His new movie is about the Pope. Um, Pope Francis, A Man and His Needs, or something. I can't remember the subtitle. Um, Pope Francis something. Anyway, um, I haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, he talked about how he came to be involved in it, and um, apparently there's somebody relatively high up at the Vatican who's a big cinephile, and uh, he set up a meeting with them and basically said, you know, do you think you'd be interested in doing this? Uh, we'll to- we're going to stay, t- the Vatican's going to stay totally out of it. We're not going to have anything to do with it. But if you wanted to maybe make a movie and get all the elements together and do it, we could probably get you access. So that's how it came to be. And um, I kind of, even just watching the trailer and hearing Vim talk about it, I kind of um, really got excited about seeing it. And um, the Pope seems cool. We got a cool Pope. We have an asshole president and a cool Pope. Sometimes... The sto- I think Vanessa Williams said it best. Sometimes the snow comes down in June. Anyway, uh, that's it. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.